installed. It's official. Ted Roof, defensive coordinator. It's got some people guessing out there, questioning, is it a good hire? Is it bad hire? Where'd this guy come from? Um, we're going to have to chop that up today and dissect it and see what we can uh, make of the hire. And we got Tulsa Day going on. Been out there all day. It's been fun listening to everyone at their different spots. We got Tyler there at Trey's Bar and Grill. What's happening out there, Tyler? Man, I just had Tulsa's best burger for lunch, and it was amazing. This place is really cool. Trey's Bar and Grill, 108th and Memorial right here in Tulsa. Uh, They've been around for about seven years now. We've already got several listeners out here, some big OU fans out here. It's really cool. And, and hey, to kind of lead it off on the top right here, I met someone today who is related to Miss Brown. Now, who might Miss Brown be? Miss Brown was Teddy's math teacher in Fort Gibson all those years ago. And I'm here to report, Teddy, she does remember you as a student. For some reason, she liked you as a student in math class. And she's still doing well in Fort Gibson. Of course. Uh, Yeah, I think that was either sixth or seventh grade algebra, I believe. Oh, God. And uh, I'm sure she's already told you that. I'm math wizard, straight math up wizard, genius. Yeah. Yeah, Basically sure. okay. led the class in all of the uh, <laughs> daily assignments. Whatever. Uh, a Whatever, model dude. pupil. That's what most people say around Fort Gibson about me. Yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Um, well, tell Miss Brown what, I said hello, and I'm she's glad listening. she's doing well. She's listening right now, so uh, she's hearing you right now. Say hello. What do you what do you what do you think about the Ted Roof hire? It's a it's a pretty big unknown. That's kind of what everyone's take is today. Um, I, it, it's hard to really evaluate this when we don't know really anything about the guy. It's easy for me to evaluate it. I know nothing about Ted Roof. You want me to tell you why it's an awesome hire? Uh, yeah, please. The floor is yours if you if you have a legit reason. Yeah. Uh, know nothing about him, but it's a great hire because it means Brent Venables is running the defense, <laughs> right? That's a great point. Um, here's and the honestly, thing. And Teddy, I, that's the best defensive coordinator hire you could have made at this point. Yeah, so here's the thing. You know, I know that for whatever reason, people maybe had it in their mind that, oh, it's going to be landing from Georgia or or some other big name. There's not going to be a big-name defensive coordinator take a job at Oklahoma under Venables because, what, you know that if the defense plays really well, Venables is going to get all the credit for it. Just like if, you know, Lincoln, you're not going to get a hot-shot offensive coordinator under Lincoln Riley. Now, at some point, you know, Venables will get to a place where, you know, maybe he makes a hire like that, but right now – I think this means that it's going to be Venable's defense. At least yeah. that's what I'm. That's how I'm taking it. Yeah, and again, that that's 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 fine, man. Um, I, I have no issue with Brent Venables trying to be the head coach and kind of not being the full-on defensive coordinator, but having a heavy say in things. I mean, I. You like hiring the best D.C., maybe the best coordinator as your head coach, but you still want him heavily involved in the defense. And if that's what this means, then I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about it, dude. Like, let's, let's go. But what, what, what's his resume so far, Ted Roof? Uh, 2021 to present, he was at Clemson. 2020, he was the D.C. at Vanderbilt. 
here's the thing, Teddy. Like maybe it's a relative unknown, but maybe this ends up to be a great hire. I, I think that there could be a case for that under the tutelage of Brent Venables. Well, yeah, you know he's he's been around the game for a long, long time. Uh, he's coached coached a lot of college football, and he's been at a bu- bunch of great places. Uh, GA to Alabama had stops at at Georgia Tech. Um, he uh, he's coached at Auburn, Penn State, been at some good places, and hasn't he had some? Well, I guess maybe it was just as a uh, at Duke, but he's had some head coaching experience. So um, I think maybe that's part of it is bring someone in that's got a little bit of head coaching experience too, as a yeah, as as you know, a little uh, added experience on the staff. You know, not that I, I don't think Venables needs that, but maybe that's a part of the hire there. Yeah, they also announced uh, Jeff Levy as offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach today. Finally, formally announced him. Uh, Brent Venables' contract details are released. I'll tell you this, man. Um, if you want to look up the best deals in college football right now, head coach-wise contract, it's going to be hard to move past Brent Venables. Um, there's a lot of head coaches out there making way too much money, north of $10 million. The fact that OU's getting him at $7 million a year, and now that they have some wiggle room for these other coordinators, this is a... F- Look, we all thought when when Muleshoe left to go to USC, we thought that there was a chance that OU would be better off. Um, they're better off regardless of what BV was going to get paid. But now that we know what the contract details are, it, this deal looks to me sweeter and sweeter by the day. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I like that. I, I think uh, I think it's perfect, honestly. I think that's a, a good starting point. But let's be honest. If Venables has the success that we think he's going to have, like, I think Oklahoma's going to be your favorite to win the Big 12 next year. If that happens and maybe they make a, a playoff or a New Year's Six, it's probably going to be up for a bump sometime in the near future. That's just how it works. You start off with a, uh, a, a pay scale that is kind of in line with, with your history, and since he hasn't been a head coach before, you know, it's not, not like you're going to pay the guy $10 million a year. So uh, if the success that we're hoping for and, and expect comes, well, his contract will be right in line with some of the uh, the best in college football whenever that occurs. But and, and you got to prove man. it at some point, you know. Yeah, no, and, and that's fine. Like I, I hope that Brent Venables ends up being the highest paid head coach because if he does, that means that he's won national championships, and that that's why I, I don't think anyone, any fan, has an issue if Brent Venables makes a lot of money after he wins. Like Muleshoe is getting more money than Nick Saban is at, at Alabama. And he hasn't even won a college football playoff game yet. I mean, USC mm. is really overpaying. So, yeah, let hey, let BV make $11 million a year. Because that's only going to happen if he wins big. And everyone will be cool with that if that's the case. Yeah. Hey, I think that's right. You know, leave some wiggle room. He's going to be hungry to get up there and, and make some of those, uh, or you know, win at a level to be paid at the – highest level in college football maybe maybe he doesn't care about that you know um he may be a guy that says listen that's plenty give me more for my assistant so i can get a big uh coach's pool going i want a bigger staff i want to expand uh, our recruiting wing of the program i mean there's there's a lot of reasons why it may be what it is and i got no problem with it i like it uh, i know people 
I, I love the levy hire at offensive coordinator. See, that's the side of the ball where you can go out, spend some money, get the best in college football. We did that. On the defensive side where you've got Venables uh, as the head coach and going to oversee the defense, my guess is you don't have to make that type of hire. So um, I got no problem with it. Like I said, the the reason I like it the most is because it means Venables is going to have a real heavy hand in the defense is, is my guess. You and I talked a lot when Muleshoe was here. Like, did he have the right formula to win a national title? It was, if OU was going to win a national championship under him, they were going to kind of be an anomaly a little bit in terms of the past winners of the you know past 20 years or so. How much closer now with BV, with Jerry Schmidt, with Jeff Levy, how much closer are they now to having the right formula that we've seen here over the past 20 years to win a national championship? Um, that's a good question. I, I think as far as staff is concerned, I would say we're in a better position. Uh, Roster-wise, I think there's going to be, at least until we see what happens in the transfer portal, I think there could be some growing pains. But I think that's just in the near term. Uh, I, I think that hopefully we're, tr- we're going to be trending in the right direction to where we look at this thing next season or in the summer and say, culturally, uh, philosophically, like the, the fundamentals of this program, we've got a championship base to us. This is, this is what championship football looks like. And I think that's kind of the difference is – you know, previously we've been saying, ah, man, I, these details are sliding. I, it, it just doesn't have the look or the feel. Like, do we have the physicality? Do we have the toughness? You know, we, I, I don't think anyone really felt that we did, but the thought was, well, maybe we're going to be so good offensively and have the best quarterback in the country that we can go figure out a way to win it that way. And maybe you could have. We were really close to doing it in 17. But that's like hoping for a one-off type of year. If you can build the rest of your program uh, uh, to have that type of that toughness and that detail-oriented physical play, well, then you, you have a much larger margin for error. Yeah. We've had zero margin for error in previous seasons. That's yeah, my hope. Well, there was going to have to be too many variables to get over the hump and win one, right? Variables. You were going to have to have the best quarterback and probably by far and away. You were going to have to hope that the other team didn't make any big plays on special teams because you weren't going to make them. I mean, there was variable after variable after variable variable with Muleshoe as the head coach. And now, now that they're going to construct their team – Maybe similar to the level that Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson is going to. It doesn't guarantee anything, but it just makes the overall point that we've been stressing for the last two weeks. Um, I, I think OU's in a much better position to win a natty than they were three weeks ago. Yeah. JMO. No, I, I think that think you're on to something there. I agree. I, so far, I like every, every move that they've made. Um, I'm not going to... I know the, the 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 Ted Roof hire is not exactly what everyone was hoping for. Um, I, I think people wanted some big splash there as defensive coordinator, and you know there's there's a bunch of reasons why that just d- didn't make a whole lot of sense. So 
Uh, I, I don't know him. I haven't met him. I don't know much about other than what I can see in his bio. But I'll give it the benefit of the doubt, and we'll see. There's a lot of really good football coaches out there that that we don't know about. Heck, um, you know, look at Iowa State. You know, look how much did we know about their defensive coordinator before what what they did started kind of taking the Big Twelve by storm. So I'm I'm open minded. I'll see what happens. Now I don't think that he's going to have some brand new scheme that just changes everything that we've seen. I think it's going to be Venables that's in charge, and he's going to kind of be the um, I, I I don't know. I don't want to say figurehead defensive coordinator like in title only. I think he's going to have a, a wide range of responsibilities, obviously, but I do think it's going to be Venable's defense. OU also announces they are keeping Bill Biedenboe, Joe John Finley, DeMarco Murray, and Cale Gundy on staff. So that's good news. How does it feel to be the second most well-known Ted in Norman now? Uh, I'm probably the third or the fourth. Uh, oh, okay. Ted's... Um, Escondido Cafe is probably number one. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's true. Right? And then <laughs> Ted Roof is number two, and then I, I fall somewhere You're battling for that. number three. Yeah. Boy, you are battling for number – we need this show to go well today for you to hold on to number three I in know. Norman. Come I on, know man. It. I know it. What's the turnout been like there all day? Man, it's it's been fantastic all day. We've got Suter fans sitting right in front of us right now. Uh, we got a great turnout, man. You hear that? Yeah. yeah. And more more coming. We've got the uh, 31st listeners T-shirts on their way. We've got hats. We've got all sorts of swag. I'm going to be giving away tickets to a certain basketball game tomorrow happening in Tulsa. So eh, just a little bit of a hint there. It's going to be a really, really, really fun day here at uh, Trey's Bar and Grill. And, of course, uh, Travis Davidson's going to stop by. By now, everyone knows about Smokergate and what happened with uh, he and Muleshoe. So uh, we're going to get him on to talk to him. <laughs> Toby's going to be uh, Toby's going to come by after OU basketball practice today. Parker's going to stop by in a little bit. We might talk some recruiting with him. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if you claim that you're an OU fan, I don't know why you wouldn't be here if you're hanging out in Tulsa. Just saying. Now before just, we before we hit a break, have you told the good people of Tulsa that you've spent the better part of a decade slandering that city? I have not. I woke up this morning, Teddy, and I had to stand outside and just, it was something about that green country air that just hits different than Oklahoma City, you know? There's just something different up here. It's weird not being able to see 400 miles in every direction, isn't it? (laughs) A little bit of landscape (laughs) going on. Uh, That's true. I couldn't see three towns over. It's kind of weird, man. (laughs) All right, well, good stuff. Tyler's there hanging out today at Trey's Bar and Grill. If you're in the Tulsa area, swing by there and check them out. 7891 East. 108th Street in Tulsa. Uh, We'll hit a quick opening timeout. Hit us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. It is the rush on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. It's Tulsa Day. We are live at Trey's Bar and Grill right here in Tulsa where I had the Theta Burger earlier today before the show. Oh, my God. Tulsa's best burger. It did not disappoint. The Theta sauce is amazing. If you're in Tulsa, come by and see us. We're here till 6 o'clock. Trey's Bar and Grill right here in Tulsa. Air Cover Solutions text line 651-3439. Be sure to hit us up there. And speaking of Air Comfort Solutions, um, they're going to do a $49 furnace tune-up 
until the end of the show. Just just mention that you heard about Air Comfort Solutions Special right here on The Ref. In Oklahoma City, you can call them at uh, 405-721-3740. That's 405-721-3740. Or in Tulsa, 918-743-2300. 918-743-2300, Air Comfort Solutions. Hey, educate me a little bit, because um, Jeff Levy just formally got announced as the OC how is his offense going to look different from Mule Shoes? Um, it is way simpler. Way simpler. A lot less moving parts. Um, it's, it's more efficient in the way that it operates. Uh, you're gonna, the running game is, is very straightforward. Inside, outside zone. They'll build boot off of it. Um, they will, they'll throw some, some short game stuff. Slants. Um, uh, dragon, which is slant on the outside, uh, inside route runs a runs a flat. We're in a lot of that stuff. They, the big thing though is running game and play action deep shots. That's that's really the nuts and bolts of of what you see a whole lot from them. Um, they've got intermediate stuff as well, but they're going to run it, run it, run it. And whenever they see the matchup that they like, the look that they like, they're going to play action, pull it and fire it downfield to a one-on-one and let a receiver go make a play. It's a lot of fun to watch this offense go. Yeah. So Ole Miss, I think a lot of people would think, oh, they've been throwing it around like crazy. Oh, he was at UCF before. Man, they were throwing it around like crazy, um, which, which they did. They were good through the air. But I think what you're saying is, like, don't get mistaken. Like, Jeff Levy is going to run the football, and that's going to be the number one priority. Like, just because – They've had good quarterback play while he was there. They they've been able to run the ball pretty well along with that too. Yeah, they statistically they run it better than they throw it. You know, whenever you look at a lot of the top offenses in college football, a lot of those offenses are very pass heavy. They're pass driven offenses. Um, that's not the case with what Lebby did at Ole Miss or where he's been previously. Uh, they were the number four offense in the country over 500 yards a game and they were in the sec but whenever you look at the rushing numbers the rushing numbers are what you see from a bunch of smaller schools that run like option stuff Uh, you got air force and army are up there in the top uh navy's up there and then you got old miss old miss ran the ball uh over 500 times uh during this season and they did it for 225 yards a game they pass for like 280 and they run for like 225 it's that's that's as balanced of an offense as you're going to find in all of college football yeah I'll, I'll i'll take that man um it's going to be a welcome sign that this offense maybe is effective running the ball and oh my god teddy if they can run the ball they might actually stick with it throughout a game Huh? How wow. are OU fans going to react when uh, they're running the ball well and they just keep running it and running it down the field? Are we going to know how to react? Or is our bodies going to go into shock and be like, oh, here comes a play-action bomb on first down that's incomplete and it's second and ten? Like, I don't know if I'm going to know how to react if they call offense like that. I'm going to love it. Are you telling me that everyone in the stands may pass out? Is that what's going to yes. happen? Yeah, I think people are going to pass out in the stands next year. <laughs> they're going to play tough physical defense and have a hard-nosed running game. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Yep. You, know, you might have to sign a waiver before we all go to games next year. It's crazy, crazy talk. Yeah, whenever you break it down in, in 
the SEC, like the big physical football, right, where everyone's tough and hard-nosed and the best front seven players in all of college football, that's where the NFL guys come from. Well, You'll oh, just change the t- channel. You just scared him, by the way, <laughs> talking like that. Well, Ole Miss ran the ball more than anyone else in the SEC, 534 attempts. Uh, Alabama ran at 473 in comparison. Wow. They ran the ball for more yards than anyone else, uh, 2,700 yards, uh, five yards per carry uh, for a full team average, 225 yards a game. Number one in most every category. How about this, Tyler? Rushing touchdowns in the conference, no, they had 33. Number one in the conference by a pretty big stretch. Alabama, in comparison, 21. They had 12 more rushing touchdowns than Alabama did. Dang. Um, I think you're. Uh, I think a lot of people are liking what they're hearing right now. And, and it's not just that he's. It's not just that he's thrown up really nice offensive numbers as the OC. It's the way that he's doing it with the run game. Now they they used the quarterback run game quite a bit last year with Matt Corral, but. They're going to be a tough, physical, run the ball downhill. And and what I like about these hires, too, is I think it puts other assistants in better spots. Like, I adamantly believe that Bill Biedenboe is in a much better spot right now with his O-line than he was two weeks ago with a guy like Jeff Levy calling plays, with a dude like Jerry Schmidt as a strength and conditioning coordinator, and a guy like uh, Brent Venables as the head coach. That that will, like, to me, like we'll see how they are next year. But I think that that makes DeMarco Murray's position group better. I think it makes Bill Beatonbow's offensive line better if they're going to play like that. Right. I totally agree. Totally agree. They, they ran the football over 130 times more than Oklahoma did last season. So, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big chunk. I mean, it's, that's, a, that's a heavy percentage every game that's, that's going to be more run. So, uh, I, I I think that's why you should be pretty excited about this. If you know what we're ta- what are we talking about? You know we're we're talking about gearing up for the SEC, right? And if if you can take this offense, that physicality, that ability to run the ball better than anyone else in the SEC, uh, if that's what you've got, whenever you make that transition, I think people should be pretty excited about it. Yeah. Uh, hit us up on the text line, by the way, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. We'll get to that next segment. Should we um, spend a little part of today and finally find out if Tulsa is an OU or OSU town? Yeah. I think we should? Okay. Might spend a few minutes for that. Right. I know what everyone is going to say here is it's an OU town. So I don't think there's any doubt, right? I, I don't I, see any Oklahoma State fans here. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Mm. Well... They're there. I'm telling you. They're they may not they're in be. Disguise. They're not at Uh-oh. trays, but they're lurking around. Oh, someone's pointing. There's there's one sitting at the bar right here. Oh no. I'm surprised they haven't come up and told everyone what the score was uh, a couple Saturdays. She ago. says that was not a pass interference in the end zone on the last drive of the game. What do you what do you say to that? I agree with her. Uh, oh, but Teddy, don't. You're not making any friends here when you say things like that. Hey, I'm just telling you, I'm not pointing to the officials for that football game. We got whipped, okay? I understand what happened, but it was still a pass interference in the end zone. Just saying. I'm, I may or may not have slipped the officials uh, a couple of, you know, Benjamins before the game because I knew, hey, if Oklahoma State wins that game, we may be getting a new head coach. Let's go. That's right. 
That's right. If we would have known that two weeks ago, there would have been a lot more OU fans slipping him $100 bills, right? Would it have been the first time OU fans uh, went to Stillwater to cheer on Oklahoma State with, to beat OU? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> to get rid of him and get Brent Venables, of all people, back? Well, yes. At that yes. time, no one had uh, – uh, well – I think people may have had a clue, but no one knew for sure what was what was lurking around the corner. Well, well think about this, Teddy. Yes, OU fans would have showed up and root for Oklahoma State, and it would have been their first sellout in Stillwater in 20 years if oh, that would have happened. Ooh, nicely done. You like that? I've been saving that nicely one for a while. Nicely done. You know, just waiting. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Tyler's hanging out there at Trey's Bar and Grill up in Tulsa, 7891 East 108th Street. Going to be there all afternoon. Stop by there, heckle him, give him a hard time. He's got some swag there with him as well. Uh, quick timeout. Hour number one rolls on. It's Tulsa Day on the rest. Wow. What a day it's been, our inaugural Tulsa Day. And as we've been talking about all day long, this isn't going to be a one-time thing or a one-year thing. Uh, we're going to make Tulsa Day more of a thing because so many of you have shown up and shown your support. It's been uh, it's been incredible, man. It's been really, really awesome. I'm at Trey's Bar and Grill, 7891 East 108th Street. We're going to have some fun guests today. Uh, Parker just showed up. We're going to talk to him momentarily about some OU recruiting since we're down the stretch on signing day. But Teddy, let's get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line before we do that. What do we got back there? Uh, I've got all kinds. Of, there was actually 69 text messages nice. here on the phone whenever uh, Josh handed it to me. And forgive me, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting over how small this iPhone is. Uh, <laughs> Dude, it's like an iPhone 3. I, I love it. I absolutely love this phone. I wish I, uh, I, wish I had one again. It's crazy. Uh, Jimmy and Tulsa, give Teddy crap for not being here. We know he's an <laughs> introvert, but still, uh, whatever, Jimmy and Tulsa. He, he's sitting right in front of me right now, and he's doing his he's doing his work from Trey's Bar and Grill today, which is pretty cool. Yeah, he came up and showed out. Uh, all those uh, folks out there, they didn't know I was ever going to have access to the text line. I'll see what you guys are really worst, saying about me. Worst thing ever. Um, opting out is an excuse, which we haven't talked about this yet with uh, Isaiah Thomas opting out. Opting out is an excuse for not supporting their team and finishing out the season with a bull win. Quitters, and I'd like to emphasize, there is spelled incorrectly. <laughs> hey, I don't make fun of people's grammar on there, all right? Come I know, on. I know. It's not something I do. Unless uh, they're making fun of me, then I might point it out. But anyway. Um, I don't know what some of these are in reference to. I feel like maybe they have the wrong show. Um, let's see. Are they golf text? Then they're definitely the wrong show. Some running backs may be excited about the new offense design. Caleb better work on that deep ball. I agree. We've talked about this. Caleb Williams has a, a bunch of, of really good skills. He's got eyes in the back of his head in the pocket. He's got great athleticism. He's got both quickness and good top-end speed. I think he's got a really good throwing motion. I throw, think he throws a good ball. I think he's accurate. And I think he's got good arm strength. But the touch on the deep ball has been a problem for him. It's, it's like he never got up to – the right speed he was he, I, I would say most of them were underthrown but some were overthrown rarely did he hit a guy in stride on the deep ball yeah we have um at least i i don't want to speak for everybody i have kind of taken the deep ball for granted 
with OU, it's just like, oh, I mean, there's guys running wide open. Anybody can throw the deep ball. That's a pretty easy throw to make down the field. Well, <laughs> this year we've found out that you know maybe not so much the case. And if you don't have the deep ball as a weapon of your offense, we saw, man, firsthand how much it can change things and your ability to hit on big plays. I, I think it dramatically changed OU's ability to hit on big plays this year. Right. It's got to be better. It's And I think it will be. I do think it will be. Right. No, I agree. Um, I think this one is directed at you, Tyler. Probably. Sooner Nation needs to finally be done with hating Lincoln. As a matter of fact, we all need to send him a Christmas card thanking him. He's left us in a much better spot than had he stayed. Merry Christmas, Lincoln Riley. Yeah, well, I agree with the last part of it, but I don't understand why I can't have it both ways. Why can't I be thankful that he's gone but still make fun of him at the same time? That's how I'm going to continue to operate for the foreseeable future. Right. So, just saying. I know. I've tried to, uh, I've, I've tried to say. Here's an OU fan that lived in Tulsa for 37 years. He says Tulsa is most definitely an OSU town, especially the media in the press. <laughs> Finally gave up and moved to Norman. <laughs> I love that so much. God, that's so good. Why don't you do, like, the heart emoji or whatever on that message? That's so, that's so classic. It's just different up here, isn't it? How about this? Hi, all. Not from here, so not sure what Tulsa Day is. Google has nothing. <laughs> Tulsa is a town in the uh, northeast quadrant of the state. Uh, it's the second largest. I don't know how close it is to Oklahoma uh, City. Maybe they're really close. I don't know. Second largest uh. city in the state. And... Uh, we have been hosting shows from Tulsa all day long, thus Tulsa Day. It's, I don't know if Tulsa Day has ever been some big celebration in Tulsa, but this is just a ref thing. This is yeah. the ref Tulsa Day, and it probably will be a state holiday soon for people, all of our 31 listeners. When people start to Google Tulsa Day, I'm going to make it to where a picture pops up of you in studio because you were too scared to come up here today. That's what I'll probably do. Well, Jimmy in Tulsa has me right. I'm an introvert, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> Lincoln didn't leave head. us in a better spot. OU put themselves in a better spot after he put the program in a horrible position. Hate on Tyler. Uh, oh, sorry. I was, probably wasn't supposed to read that. No, you can go ahead. That's, that's fine. That's my favorite part of the text. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, it, what, what's funny is, you know, BV's never coached a game as head coach yet. We're just also, and I, me included, also sure that OU's just much better off now. It, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of awesome in a way. Never been a head coach, but it's like, eh, OU's in a better spot today than they were two weeks ago. Uh, here's a text. The world wants to know is Teddy producing today? Absolutely not. Oh my God, no! It would be Metallica bumper music all day long, and corn, Metallica, corn, and Slipknot bumper music all day. And tool. Uh, and the, tool. The real thing is, is we wouldn't have bumper music. I don't. I wouldn't know how to play it. It would be a total disaster. True. True. Um, are you liking handling the text line? By the way, this is the first time. What do you What do you think about it? Well, I like it. We were at 69 text messages when I started, and we're at like 80-something right now, so it's a bit overwhelming. <laughs> Dude. So I don't Dude. know. Oh, my God. Like, it's overwhelming most days. You should have handled it last week. Couldn't you hear in the background when I turned my yeah. mic on where it was like, the entire time? It is uh, totally overwhelming. Well, 
uh, here's this needs to go out there. I am like Ron Burgundy. If you curse on these text messages, I will read it on air. So please don't do that to me. Okay. I had one yesterday that just said four letter word blank Lincoln, and I almost read it out. Oh, Not because funny. I didn't catch it, just because I wanted to read it out loud. To be honest with you, it's a zoo on there. It's it's great though. It's crazy on that text line. If people could just see it for five minutes, they'd understand why we use it so much. Uh, <laughs> here's one. I am already committed to the ref, but I do not want to make a formal announcement until I'm listener number 69. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have to make listener number 69 t-shirts. Probably. Point, just for you. Okay. Hey, the listener number 31 t-shirts just showed up here at uh, Trey's Bar and Grill, by the way. So come one, come all. Um, we, we gave out several of them this morning at Tally's on Route 66 during uh, the T-Row in the morning show. That was awesome. And they're here. All you have to do is show proof of the app. It's not like we're going to make you pay $18 or anything like that. You just have to come out, show you have the app, make a joke about Teddy, and you're going to walk away with a free T-shirt. It's pretty good. Pretty good deal. That's right. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap up our number one next. Stay with us. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler and Teddy, on this Tulsa Day, live from Trey's Bar and Grill, 7891 East 108th Street, right here in Tulsa. Travis Davidson, the man, just showed up. He's here. Um, it was funny, Teddy. It, it, Travis was tweeting out earlier today that we were going to be here and talking Sooners and all that, and people were like, hey, are you going to put out a, bri- a brisket special this afternoon that the show's going to be here? I don't know if there's a brisket special today, but uh, I did try Tulsa's Best uh, Burger, and it was awesome. Joining us now for a segment is Parker Thune. He was just at uh, Billy Sims Burgers in Tulsa for Tulsa Day. and uh, Who's coming in this weekend on an official <laughs> visit at OU? What's, what's, what's going on here down the stretch? Well, I'll tell you what. It's kind of remarkable how quickly Brent Venables and company have managed to reverse the negative momentum with regard to recruiting. And uh, among the guys that are in this weekend on official visits include Nick Evers, the four-star quarterback out of yep. Mount High School in Texas that just decommitted from Florida. His buddy Jaden Gibson, also a f- recent Florida decommit, six-foot-five wide receiver out of Winter Garden, Florida. Coincidentally, the hometown of one Danny Stutzman. Not so, like that a, little, a lot. A little already. sooner tie there. Uh, you got Kobe McKenzie coming back in, which is interesting because. You know, a couple weeks back in the immediate aftermath of Mule Shoe's departure, he decommits from Oklahoma and then commits to Texas five days later. Sooners are looking to flip him back, and it looks like there's a decent chance that happens. I'm trying to think who else. Oh, gosh, I had a I had a list off the top of my head, and I should have written it down. But obviously Evers and Gibson are the two guys uh, that everybody's kind of honed in on. Uh, in terms of this weekend's visitors, because there's a really good chance at this point in time yeah. that Oklahoma is going to end up with both of those guys. Good news, Teddy, that they're getting so many official visits this close to the finish line. Well, yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt. You know, it, it's interesting whenever you view the thing through the Oklahoma lens. You know, we had a head coach leave and go to USC. We had a pretty good recruiting class at the time. And we had decommits, and everyone is kind of panicking. Well, we got to remember Oregon, Miami, um, you know, Clemson's defensive coordinator left, uh, Ole Miss's offensive coordinator left. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of moving parts out there this year. So, you know, Oklahoma's not the only school that's going through it. There's there's a lot of of guys out there that all of a sudden maybe aren't so sure 
after all that they're going to the school that they thought they were. So there's some there's some uh, there's some things out there that are ripe for the picking. Yeah, no, it it definitely is. And out of my wish list on that group that Parker was mentioning, it's it's hard to ever turn down a quarterback. But I do think Caleb Williams is going to come back next year if they can get Kobe McKenzie flipped back and not only flip back from but from Texas. That'll be that'll be a pretty big shot before signing day. And I think Parker kind of gives you the momentum and maybe that feel good that, that you were hoping for going into the first signing day. Absolutely. And one other name that I neglected to mention, and it's a local for us here in Tulsa, a guy that's in town on an official visit this weekend, Chris McClellan. Ooh, Florida interesting. commit. Wow. So okay. uh, obviously he is kind of the odd one out when you look at the blue chip guys from the Tulsa area. Gentry Williams coming to Oklahoma. Robert Spears Jennings coming to OU. Jaden Rowe as well. But Chris McClellan decided a couple weeks ago he was going to commit to the Gators. And, you know, I, I kind of figured – very early on in his recruitment that Florida was where his heart was, but obviously Florida, like Oklahoma, has undergone a lot of turnover within their coaching staff, and so it's really unclear right now how much things have changed as far as that dynamic goes, but Oklahoma has a very realistic shot of flipping Chris McClellan to OU as well, just yeah. based on the fact that he is open and willing to make an official visit to Oklahoma. Teddy, we're, we're close to Bixby High School right now. Should I just leave the show and go offer Braylon Presley on behalf of OU? It's funny that you said that. Uh, we got a text a moment ago trying to find it that said exactly that, that, hey, you know, Tyler's uh, just a little bit north of Bixby there. All he needs to do is swing by on Oklahoma's behalf and offer Braylon Presley a, a scholarship, which – I've been begging for that to happen. Theo, you're not the only one who's been begging for it to happen. I tell you what, I've been I've been driving the offer Braylon Presley train for months, if not years at this point, and it looks for all the world like he's locked in with Oklahoma State, especially with what his older brother did against Oklahoma in that Bedlam game with the 100-yard kickoff return. What do you uh, mean? You're telling me that he's died. locked in, that if he got an offer from the University of Oklahoma that he wouldn't uh, – possibly come to OU I'm not saying no I'm certainly not saying he wouldn't consider but what I am saying is I think we've gotten to the point in that recruitment where you can just about kiss that one goodbye this close to signing day if it was going to happen it should have happened three weeks if ago it, something like if that. it was going to happen it would need to happen like right now so you you might actually need to drive over and give him the offer Tyler yeah, probably need to um any hope that this can finish as a top 15 class I think top 15 class is very realistic I think dream scenario if you end up with 20 or 21 guys and you get the likes of Kobe McKenzie and Chris McClellan and Nick Evers and Jaden Gibson and you get Demetrius Hunter back and you add a couple others to that, I think there's a realistic shot that you finish within the top 12 or even the top 10. And for that to happen in the aftermath of everything that's gone down at the University of Oklahoma over the last two weeks, I mean, that's miraculous. Yeah. Teddy, um, the way that he treats true freshmen is quite astonishing. We, we saw it with Caleb Williams and his you know, interesting takes on him. But give me someone, all right? Give me a give, give me a freshman in this class that Teddy is actually going to like. He's actually going to approve of. Is oh, that's a be? good question. Like current commits, current or? commits. Yes, Robert Spears Jennings. Why is he gonna like RSJ? Because man, RSJ hits that dude. Oklahoma was one of two schools that offered him as a defensive back, along with Texas Tech. Everybody else wanted him as a wide receiver, but. I mean, and Travis Davidson, who's standing right over there, can attest to this. You watch Robert Spears Jennings play safety. That is a bad dude. That is a dude that's looking to lay someone out. On I already don't down. like so. him because he's got a nickname coming in. 
Uh, see what I mean? See what I mean? I mean, he hates, literally hates every single freshman. If Teddy would have been alive, or well, he was alive. Does he hate Danny Stutzman? No, that's the one exception because Danny Stutzman is mini Teddy. But if Teddy was, like, watching football in 1985, he'd be like, oh, I mean, Jamel Holloway was just in good situation. He's that's not unfair. He's a great player. He's that's not a unfair. great player. Here's what I it's, – it's not the true freshman that I don't like. It's I have to go through the same exercise every single year whenever we have a, a class of 25 guys, and I'm told constantly how all 25 guys are going to be uh, starters next year and how amazing they are. And all I say is just relax – and wait. That's it. That's all I say. That's, that's my only yeah. thing. Mm, all right. Fine. Hey, we got to hit a timeout. More from the rush coming up. Tyler's there at Trey's Bar and Grill in Tulsa. We'll be back.